Live from the Bills' famous cheese spread studios in the downstairs pub, the Blockout Sports Pod is back on the air. From behind the master control desk in the aforementioned downstairs pub, I am your host and moderator for this evening. My name is Travis Carter. We've got a little bit of a shakeup in the lineup tonight. Uh, whiteboard Jody was unable to make it tonight, so sliding into his chair for the second time in blockout history. You hear his name each and every week on this podcast. Uh, at the end, when we make our picks, he is my nephew. He is manning Jody's spot tonight. Colin is here behind me at the whiteboard. Over my right shoulder at the high top table is the big fella, the tuna country Matt Kempf. And bellied up to the bar, he is the recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment. Wow. The fabulous one, Freddie Benders. Damn straight I am. <laughs> Fellas, how are we doing tonight? It's good to see everybody. Doing good, Very man. Good. Bowl games are starting and we're ready to rock. Um, As always, I want to remind everybody we are on social media. Uh, I got a couple of... Fun little messages on Facebook this week. Uh, keep those coming. Um, we are on Facebook. Just type in Blockout Sports Pod in your Facebook search engine. We are on Twitter at Blockout Pod. Um, uh, with that out of the way, uh, quickly, as we always do, uh, I want to throw it around the room early and find out how your week in sports went. I'm going to start with uh, Tuna. How did your uh, week in sports go? Uh, week in sports was great. Uh, really, it's kind of a slow time for my sports teams. Uh, the Chiefs are doing what they do and, and winning. And um, I, I'll be honest with you, I kind of like this Chiefs team. They're starting to get together. Rasheed Rice is growing up before our very eyes. It's nice to see us have a receiving option. Still love this defense. <laughs> One uh, receiving option. A receiving option. Hey, Brady won it with um, – a bunch of dudes that nobody could even name for, for a long time. So um, let's see if Mahomes has that kind of magic. Um, obviously, everyone knows I'm a huge Memphis Grizzly fan. Uh, great game last night with the last second put up for uh, by Ja Morant making his return from his 25-game suspension to take down the uh, New Orleans Pelicans. I was thinking about you during that game yep. last night. I knew you must have just been beside yourself <laughs> as as the game was coming down the stretch. I did enjoy. You probably it. had your uh, uh, your rally towel or whatever they wave around down there, and uh, wearing a jersey. Uh, you'd honestly be surprised because I think that I watched more of that game than I did the Predators game, which was on at the same time. <laughs> so. Um, are they any good this year? No, they're mediocre. They new coach, uh, new like up um, up tempo. They don't really play a lot of defense. They just attack the goal and it creates chaos. They're fun to watch, but um, I don't know. We'll see how it goes. I, I know we're not going to talk a lot of hockey because people get bored out. But when we get to the Stanley Cups, which the Predator Predators probably won't be in the playoffs, so but it's a long season. I think we're only about a third of the way into the season. The hockey season lasts forever and we can dig into it more as it gets going but um other than that um i guess uh yeah other than that man i think that pretty much wipes it out fred how about you uh y'all beat pepperdine yeah we buy like 30 points <laughs> suck it pepperdine I, i'm just saying dude uh 
Went well, uh, uh, like uh, me, myself, uh, slow slow uh, sports week like the tuna. Uh, uh, Bama is tuning up and getting prepared uh, for the bowl game and uh, been checking the news on that. Um, uh, my Bengals are trucking right along. Um, we do have some um, injuries. I mean, we're winning with Chase. 50% uh, here and there on the field, off the field. Uh, Higgins is coming in and playing big again. Um, uh, Jake the Snake, is that his nickname now, Tuna? I He's they, on fire. I think they call him the Browning Shotgun. Oh, which I like uh, it. I like yep. it. He is on fire right now playing great football. He's found his niche. Uh, and we're just trying to win. I, I think that... Uh, the Browns are probably gonna not. Uh, uh, probably, I don't think we're probably gonna make it, but we're trying. We're, we're at least winning ball games. You're not gonna make what the playoffs? Yeah, I think the, the Bengals think, are in. You think we? we I think the it. Bengals are looking at a six seed as a okay. Right now. Yeah, right. Um, I was. I, I okay. And uh, as it, if it was to shape up right now, if the season ended right now. We would get a first round matchup between the Chiefs and the Bengals. Oh, I love oh. that! I will get my kerosene. <laughs> oh. I'm going to go get my kerosene ready. You know, we have a showdown on New Year's Eve. Yes, I do know that. So. Well, we're also setting up for uh, Matt Stafford to go back to Detroit and possibly play a first round playoff game. Uh, oh, yes, that is a, definitely a storyline. That's call interesting. Him, That's very interesting. Uh, I'm sure Calvin Johnson will be there. <laughs> uh, and then uh, just basketball wise. Uh, you know, I went. To, if people new listeners here, I did go to UK, uh, and uh, then I went. Was that before or after you entered the transfer portal? That was oh, that, oh! oh! <laughs> that was before the transfer portal existed. Oh, oh, oh. I was a prop forty eight. <laughs> okay, I went to UK for two years, and then prop forty eight got me, and I went down to Bama to Tuscaloosa and slummed it out for a year and a half. Went to some games there for free uh, as a fake student. But uh, with that said, uh, Kentucky- did you wear a sundress to the games? No, I wore. Wow. Uh, I didn't. I didn't even have to wear a tie. Uh, like uh, I bet he had. The be- I bet he had the best Bama bangs. Yeah. Oh, down dude, down I had them for sure. Uh, but uh, uh, UK is uh, back playing well. Uh, I've been trying to. F- I'm gonna re rewatch the uh, UK North Carolina game. That was a awesome game to watch. It was a total blast. Great atmosphere, March Madness style atmosphere. A little chippy uh, in that game, which made it a lot of fun. UK finally has manned up after three years and. Uh, not letting people punk them out, and uh, that that game had a whole lot in it, and I'm ready to watch that game again. But a very very good win uh, in that tournament versus North Carolina. A, a, a I don't good think there's North any Carolina player team. in in college that I I can't wait to see them leave more than Armando Baycott. <laughs> <laughs> uh, somebody uh, where we were watching the game the other night. Uh, made a mention that they felt like this was like his ninth year in college basketball. Yeah, it seems that way. Oh, he's got Bo Nix beat. <laughs> yeah, That's fun fact, sure. he's about 30 years old now. Yeah, 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 and still rebounding and playing good D. But, uh, no, we look good, and, and we're purring, and we got us a huge game I thought you tomorrow. had some guys that played against him really well down low. 
Yeah, uh, that, no, I, I really seriously. thought so. They, yeah, it, it was very that, physical. The refs the let us play. Transfer kid from West Virginia was Trey Mitchell. Is yeah. that his name? Yeah, I thought he did a really good job against yeah. uh, Baycott. Yeah, and the Bradshaw kid has come in. Yeah, is that like his like, third game? Yeah, almost he's like he just yeah. slid right he slid in, right in, and they just started playing, and it, he's been playing great. It's pretty. It's really fun to watch because him and Mitchell, I thought, might get in each other's way, and they really don't. The way that they play, it's uh, it, it really everything's kind of meshing for the Cats at the perfect time for the dream game tomorrow. The dream game. <laughs> it, it was a dream game forty years ago. Yep, nineteen eighty-three. Nightmare game now. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm. I'm not. Uh, well, I. I would be lying. I am looking forward to it, but uh, don't will, lose, cats. We Do will not lose. <laughs> <laughs> we will get into that game uh, a little bit more in depth in a little bit. Uh, as far as my sports week, uh, Colts beat the. Sorry, Rick. The hated Pittsburgh Steelers throttled them in a very important game. Colts uh, have a big one this weekend in Atlanta. Uh, if they win that game, funny, I mean, it's kind of crazy to think about it, but if they win that game, they're kind of in the catbird seat to make the playoffs. Travis, they're going to win. Well. They're going to win that game. I've, that would be the most Colts thing of all time to go out there and win it then lose to the Atlanta Falcons who just lost to the one and twelve Carolina Panthers. <laughs> exactly. And we That's what about I'm saying it. which is scary because can you imagine a week of practice after you lost to the the Panthers? And a week we, and, before the playoffs. And we we talk about it all the time. The NFL is such a weird league. It's week to week. The margins are so slim between the really good teams and the awful teams. And weird things happen. I feel good about the Colts' chances, but I would never go into a game with this Colts team going, they got this one in the bag. It's just not going to happen. Can, can I say something? I, for the first time, I think, this week, I hit on, on Sunday and Monday night football, I hit a four-team NFL par 210 parlay. Never done it, but I don't think I've ever hit on four NFL teams together. And I finally did it. I was, I was very excited about it. <laughs> and like you said, it's so hard to do. It, it is. That must be why we didn't get the... You didn't get the gloomy text. I hate text. the NFL. I hate yeah. The, yeah. NFL. <laughs> the obligatory, I don't understand this league. Yeah. This league makes no sense. I'll never bet it again. Yeah, you are always <laughs> waiting for Sunday night, 60 minutes, uh, depression soaking in. I hate fantasy football. <laughs> I, dude, speaking of the NFL, though, this Thursday night game is actually, like you looked at it and you're like, all right, this is another terrible Thursday game. But as the like past few weeks have shaped this game up, this game has serious playoff implications. Yes, I mean Rams Saints, and I don't know. I, the Rams, the Rams have been playing okay. I, they're probably one of the biggest surprise teams into the year. Yeah, I think, like they've they've gotten hot at the end. Uh, I mean McVay's just a really good damn coach. I mean that's just all. Kyron Williams, to. baby, is caught gotten hot, and then. I don't know. Is I mean, Cooper Alave, Cup's Cooper Cup, and then is Alave you know, playing in that game? He is. Yeah, I believe he, he is, is playing, yeah, he so is. he's back. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, and then uh, we make fun of the uh, a or the NFC South, 
all year, but they're going to get two teams in the playoffs. It certainly yeah. looks that way, yeah, doesn't it? Absolutely. Um, uh, also, Indiana uh, played had it was a tale of two of two ball games. They played Kansas on Saturday. Played incredible game. Uh, lost down the stretch, and then last night they played Moorhead State. Which shout out to Moorhead State and their head coach, whose Dick name Fink. whose name escapes me. But uh, a shout out to Betsy Lane. That's where he played his high school ball. Uh, and Indiana was extremely lucky to come out of that ball game last night with a win. Um, and staying with the Indiana uh, train, shout out to Coach Sig, Indiana's new football coach, has absolutely been killing it uh, in recruiting and the transfer portal. Um, there's a real excitement around the program that there has not been in several years. And, uh, I'm very excited for the season next year. I wish it was August already. Tune of the sun is coming out in Bloomington. Oh, baby. I'm excited. Like, I, I, remember I think it's cool it's, to see like Indiana football fans football get this excitement. Stadium. Yeah. I said it was a gloomy place. <laughs> well, I was thinking about it and I was like, <laughs> Who is taking over a three and nine football team, and then in three weeks flipped a commitment of a twenty twenty four quarterback that was committed to Duke that was ranked sixth nationally in Indiana and a hundred sixth nationally, I think national. There you um, go. I he's a he. He's the fifteenth ranked quarterback in the country. He's a four star. Yeah, he, I think he's the hundred sixth nationally. Like. Overall, of, yeah, overall. Which, yeah. by the way, if you get any kid in the uh, the top three hundred, that's a score. So and we and, got we got two of them coming in the twenty twenty four class. So that was that's really cool, and uh, it's a and, shame and your that you guys found a home, bought out of the schedule Correct. with us. I would like to keep playing you guys. Yeah, well, uh, Indiana needed three automatic wins. So. Understandable. You take the take the Mark Stoops so, route. That seems why. to work for him. Is That's that why. right, Travis? Your past coach found him a home. Yeah, he's the Tom Allen, the new defensive coordinator mm -hmm. at Penn State. Uh, which Colin said today that one of the first questions he received at his introductory press conference was, "Did Penix actually make it in on the two point conversion a few years ago?" And he and he said, "Well, of course he did. I had the picture in my office, but I'm not going to bring it with me to Happy Valley." <laughs> Which I thought was pretty fun. Nice, um, but uh, UConn's on upset alert right now. By the way, they're down ten to Seton Hall with ten minutes left. Wait, who? UConn. UConn and Seton Hall. Oh, that, well, that's at Seton Hall, isn't it? It is, and I don't know why, but the Big East probably every one of those home games are like the home team always has the advantage in those games, and I don't get it. I think the home court. Advantage in the Big East is more so than anywhere in college basketball. Hey, well, see, see, I always, I've always felt that about the Big Ten. Yeah, oh. I've always felt that about the Big Ten too. Um, and this year, in particular, where you have one great team, and then everybody else can beat each other any night. If you steal a game on the road in the Big Ten this year, that will be a huge, huge win. I. I see Purdue, you know, maybe losing two league games, and then everybody else is going to go, like, 500. 
<laughs> you know. Yeah, speaking of, how about the Michigan State went over a undefeated, uh, which I uh, undefeated Baylor team. I will be the first one to say. Last week, I said this Michigan State team is not like they have been in the past. I don't see them flipping a switch and turning it on. But by God, they did the other night, and uh, I mean, you really just can't count out Tom Izzo. No, ever in ever. a in a standpoint like that. I kind of feel about him the way I feel about Saban. I should have never have said that. I am sorry, Coach Izzo. He's a hell of a motivator. That was my bad, and I will not make that mistake again. And now Baylor's up by four on Duke with about eleven minutes left. Yeah. So. <laughs> oh, I also wanted to say. After a less than stellar week uh, with our picks last week, I, I was three and zero last last week. Yeah, I, I, everybody I else so. stunk. Yeah, you guys. Were you? You are. Um, yeah. Always. This week, as a collective, we went nine three and three, which is a really good record. Uh, Take that, DraftKings. A rising tide lifts all ships. Yes. Now. Fred went one and two. What? He I kinda, thought I was involved oh, in the that's winning. Rough. He kind of. I did have so my you win did? was you Purdue. Had one? I took Purdue over uh, no, Arizona. No, well, I did. No, you didn't. Remember, you went back after I said with all these basketball games, you're gonna or with all these football games, you're gonna pick basketball, and you changed your pick. Oh my gosh! You took. Well, I won oh, money oh, on Purdue, oh, baby. You took. UK in basketball. Right, uh, that's Carolina. what I want. Okay. Then you took Green Bay, and then you took the under, under in the Myrtle in the, Beach Bowl, uh, which yeah. did not happen. Hey, Georgia Southern, <laughs> go suck it, why don't you? Uh, who, who beat them? They had no players on the roster. <laughs> uh, the, uh, I think a couple cheerleaders jumped that in was there. Ohio, right? Yeah, Ohio. Uh, Tuna went 2-0-1. Oh, he won on the Colts and the Lions. He pushed on Cleveland. Get your money back. Colin went 2-0-1. He took he won on Miami of Ohio, Ohio, and pushed on Jackson State. Your host and moderator went a spelt 3-0. and Oh. There we go. With Ohio, Louisiana, Lafayette, and Western Kentucky. So we would have no marks in the loss column if it wasn't for Fred then, huh? Uh, Jody. Oh, okay. Ah. Jody, Jody went one, one, and one with his, with his inexplicable pick of the San Francisco Dons minus nine and a half, which came out of completely nowhere (laughs) against Seattle. And they, they won by three. Yeah. Bill Russell's not walking through that door, (laughs) Tuna. I mean, I I mean, Jody. Yeah. Don't drag me into that crap. When I was looking, uh, at, our picks last week, I re- I had remembered that Jody had picked one that seemed to come out of left field, but I thought, well, he probably knew something. He must have read something. No. <laughs> and he, it came out of left field, and then they laid a big f- – I mean, they won the game, but they – Like, he, he hit that random cover. pick generator, but, <laughs> like, where it just shows you the most obscure thing. And speaking of – uh. The Western game, which was my lock of the week. By oh, the way. yeah, baby. Um, early to mid of that game, my lock of the week was not looking very good. 28 nothing down. And I had actually flipped it off and was watching multiples of other things. 
And I kept looking on my phone, and they, well, was, you know, they're 21 or 14. By the time I finally turned it on, I flipped it on. Some dude I never even heard of is playing quarterback. Some kid for Western Felt Camp. who I've never heard of is making Odell Beckham-like catches over and over and over again. The defense is coming up with big stops. While they're Jerry Rice wide receivers on the sideline. Yeah. Uh, By the way. And then Old Dominion. That's Tuna's team. They're, uh, no, hold on. You I, took Old Dominion. No, I'm going to explain to you what what happened in yep, this game. Yep. This We're is, talk about and, that and I called the shot too, so you guys know I wasn't BSing. Like it, you the did. timing you is there. You called it in our text thread. Okay. Old Dominion is missing field goals, getting field goals blocked. They got first and go on the one, end up with no points. Uh, it was it was. It was Incredibly entertaining to watch. Yeah, it was nuts. And then, uh, of course, the highlight of the game for me was after it was over when all the Western players were throwing toast at each other. (laughs) But, uh, Tuna, tell me, because we know that uh, you did not pick Western in that game initially, but then you sent us a text, and what did that text say? I cashed out at 90% and went with the toppers at plus 24.5. And then I said, you know, nothing like winning twice in one game. (laughs) Yeah, Going both ways. Going both ways. So, like, here's the thing. Going into that game, I knew about all the Western op-outs and all this. And I was like, Old Dominion, I'm going to go with them. And and I'm I'm taking them with the the four-point spread. And they jumped up to a 28-0 lead. They pulled the coach's son that was playing quarterback. Yeah. Got him out of there. He couldn't. He looked rattled. In comes red shirt freshman yes. from South Warren High School. In Bowling Green. In Bowling Green. Yes, sir. Local kid was in the transfer portal as a yes. tight end. Schoolboy. Comes in. He immediately goes 13 for 13 Bam. and is just throwing <laughs> yeah. darts. Without and the receiver. And he's running the ball and putting his head down. And I said, this kid's got moxie, boys. Yes. I yes. said, I'm riding with the toppers. And I got him in at 24 and a half. Gosh. And that money and line. I was just about to oh. say, what was the money line? The money line was bet? plus 1,500. Oh, baby. I didn't touch the money oh, line. Should have just thrown I five just on it. I wanted to throw a few oh, bucks on it, but I was man. like, there's no way. But we're covering 24 and a half. I like it. And that was, uh, I was watching that game while I was at work. It started at 2.30. Well, I ended up getting off work right about five minutes left in the in, in the in the game that's the only time i think i've stayed over at work voluntarily because i could not leave that game i love it so um yeah but that was exciting as hell and that's why i love bowl games man because you get these obscure, obscure stories of just guys right, that would not right. get their shots get- they come in everybody wants to complain yeah. about opting out and transfer portals and blah 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 Look, just take it for what it is. It's a football game, and you got kids out there playing that want to be playing. Don't you find it crazy that that late in, in these bowl games thus far, a couple of them we've already seen players that are playing a half yeah, and sitting out. That was the Western Kentucky and game. Western Kentucky game. And what was it? Now, and then the game last night, same thing. That, uh, uh, UTSA. For UTSA. 
But let me ask you a question. The UTSA kid, it seemed like with him and his coach last night, and he was dominating the first half, and they ended up losing. But it seemed like their deal was, I don't know if he wanted to play or not. I couldn't really get a, uh, a mark on it. The announcer did not like it that he took him out in the second half. Was the receiver for Western, did he... Pulls, rumor had it he pulled himself out of the yeah, game. He pulled himself out and said, "I'm not playing." I think or it's something. because they got down so quick early. And then he said, "I'm just out." And, and then the coach is like, "Well, you're not going back in nope, now that you're out." No, he. Uh, that is so bizarre. Yeah, I guess I mean he's looking at getting drafted. I mean, he's, I get it. Yeah, but, I get it. But like, why even try to play in the first place? That's what I don't like, understand. Don't, don't quit on your team in right. the middle of the game. I don't, it's so weird that this is now a new trend happening in these games. Uh, well, it's happened twice now. I don't know. It could have happened more. Well, he probably had an awkward conversation with one of the coaches whenever right. they were starting to make the comeback. He was like, hey, uh. Was he you, you cheering let them come on? Back? I mean, or was he yeah, sitting no, over he, there? He, he was, stayed on he, the sideline. He was high-fiving guys, and he okay, was all into okay, it. So okay. the teammates didn't seem to have an issue with right, it. But, right, But, I right. mean, I'm sure they understood the situation. But like we said, we got a chance to see other guys step up and make Dude, plays. Dude, like, the I mean, kid that kid's from, changing his decision, literally. Yeah, you know? yeah, for sure. That quarterback – like, he was going to transfer. Now he's probably going to be the starting quarterback right, for right, Western next exactly, year. Caden exactly. Veltkamp. Shout K- out to Caden Veltkamp. Caden Veltkamp from Bowling Green. What was it, five touchdowns? Uh, was it five Yes, he had, he had five, five, five throwing five. touchdowns. Yes. Um, yeah, he's uh, – 383 yards and five touchdowns. Not bad. <laughs> yeah, that's – Not uh, bad. Going to win him a nice NIL deal. That's right. <laughs> After the game, he said, uh, quote, they told me if I come back, I'm a tight end. So we will see if they still want to do that. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, shout out to Del- Dalvin Smith. He had uh, the. That's who he was. Yeah. The, 77 yeah. yards and three touchdowns, two of which were one handed catches. Sports Center nice. top tens, both uh, of them. Oh, yeah. Unreal. Unreal. So good for Western. He was a he's a local kid from Kentucky somewhere, I believe. I think you're so. right. Oh, that, that was, sounds like that, that was spilling on, on that new fancy shirt. <laughs> oh yeah. By the way, fellas, how do you what do you think about my? I, I like the, my, the first uh, thing I commented on. Travis man. is wearing a old school Washington Husky hoodie. Shout oh, out home field. That's the color when Don James was coaching back. Then. Yeah, and. By the way, for uh, any listeners that, and I'm sure most of you guys, if you bother to listen to this show, are big enough sports fans that you like uh, to buy apparel from different teams. And I have not found any place uh, that has, for my money, cooler stuff. If you like retro kind of stuff, different stuff, cool stuff, just go to homefieldapparel.com. Check it out and thank me later. I've got a Colorado School of Mines shirt from there. Yeah. <laughs> I actually got the kicking donkey on I, it. I, I, yeah, I yeah. They did a thing about that uh about that donkey on their Twitter just that just last week. Well, they were playing in the uh uh FCS playoffs. They made the final four in that. Oh. Yeah. So Shout out to Colorado School yeah. of Mines. Which, by the way, I don't know if you guys kept up with that at all, but that Montana 
uh, North Dakota State game. Incredible. Insane, man. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely and, incredible. Oh, yes, it was. <laughs> yeah. Always is. Uh, yeah, always is. I watched the uh, the final play What about of that? that campus, too, by the way, out there in Bozeman, Montana? Jesus. Looks like Yellowstone. I'd probably turn down a scholarship from Bama to go play there. <laughs> <laughs> Have you turned one down? I'm just saying I would oh. if they offered. Saban don't want me. That's his loss. Um <laughs> Any other uh, bowl games that have already happened that we haven't touched on that that uh, peak piqued your interest or oh not really the App State game Saturday was I mean it was okay it was a lot of defense in that game but I mean it was it was kind of sloppy football there wasn't really Saturday was just a there wasn't a lot of good bowl games I honestly I, I found myself watching more NFL uh, Saturday. Then, I won. Uh, I won. Um, I won quite a few. Uh, I or uh, I really thought Texas Tech came out and played really well. Um, and that cow was crazy because the quarterback started off. That game was a little bit nuts. If y'all didn't watch it, Cal came down, scored on the first play of the game, I think, and it looked like. And, and this quarterback for them, Mendoza, maybe he was. He was kind of. Feeling it throughout the game, da da da, and and I don't know what happened in that game. I had to leave for Lawan came back, and Texas Tech was drumming them towards the end. So uh, uh, kudos to Texas Tech. And who do you have tomorrow? Oh well, we're gonna get into that. Uh, Texas Tech's quarterback's name is. I'm probably gonna. No, I mean Cal's quarterback was. I thought or, was no, no, Cal, Cal. Is oh, it, wait. Is it Santiago or? Well, Texas Tech's quarterback is Baron Morton. Right. No, I'm talking about the Cal quarterback. He was playing pretty good, really good in the first quarter. And Mendoza. Yeah, Mendoza. I'm not sure what happened. He got hurt. Uh, he got hurt. I, obviously, I did not watch any of this game. Uh, he got hurt. On the second possession of the ball game. That's what I knew something crazy happened. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. He got hurt on the second possession of the ball game. So, but I think the time. first play of the game was a touchdown. Uh, yes. And yeah. then they said he had a they had a chance to extend the lead, but he was injured right on the very next possession. So, I was uh, thinking Santiago. Who ordered the code red? <laughs> 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 um. So, I was just looking, obviously, between, and we're not sure at this time uh, with the Christmas holiday and that, when we're going to be able to do the show next week. It's probably going to be Tuesday. Uh, so, then the show would come out on Wednesday. And by the way, Travis, while you're on that, you might want to tell everyone that we are going to begin moving our show to Mondays, meaning it will come out earlier in the week. No, 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 no. In the future. Yeah, Mondays. Down the line. Start doing it. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So just so everyone keeps that in the back of their mind, our show will be coming out earlier in the week after the holidays. Right. And uh, we're going to go ahead and go through the games through next Wednesday. Uh, bowl games, yeah. yes. Just, oh, the big roof claim dot com Boca Raton bowl that everybody's been wanting to hear about. 
I really wanted to touch on. Uh, I really wanted to touch on that one. I yep. mean, you just stole my thunder. Yeah, I, was, I, I, I couldn't I help it. The anticipation I was got me. Gonna, I had to break it. It's I was like, going to build the rest of the show around is, is that this game. The game. It's like tomorrow? opening presents under your tree. <laughs> is this Christmas. the game tomorrow? <laughs> I have no idea. I've just I've totally yes. made that up. Oh, yes, it is. that's tomorrow. Okay, it's Syracuse and South Florida. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, right. Uh, so I'm I'm going to just mention. All the games, mm-hmm. when they are, what network they're on, and then we can go through any that pique your interest or that uh, you uh, you know have a particular strong feeling about. Uh, once I'm done, so tomorrow night, as previously once he's mentioned, done. not now. Once he's done, that's right, Freddie. Hold you, hold on so, to your britches. I might mute your <laughs> microphone, Fred. Uh, Tomorrow night, as we said, the Boca Raton Bowl, USF, Syracuse, 8 o'clock on ESPN. Syracuse is a three-point favorite. Uh, Friday, 6.30 on ESPN, Georgia Tech and former national champion UCF. (laughs) Oh, my God. UCF is a a five-and-a-half-point favorite in the Gasparilla Bowl. Suck it, Gus. Uh, Saturday at noon, ESPN. The Camellia Bowl sees Arkansas State and Northern Illinois with Arkansas State as a three-point favorite. Uh, Saturday at noon on ABC. A game that I find relatively interesting. The Birmingham Bowl is Troy and Duke. Duke getting seven and a half points. That's right, baby. I'm all over Troy. Yeah, I think um, Troy's the best play there. But wait till he's done. Fred. I am waiting. You, well, you did not wait. <laughs> that was not I, waiting. I knew he couldn't. Nope. Just uh, for once. The Armed Forces Bowl, 3.30 Saturday uh, on ABC. Another game I find interesting. James Madison against Air Force, with Air Force currently as a one-point underdog. Take him. Uh, ESPN at... 3.30 on Saturday. The Idaho Potato Bowl. Best mascot in all of bowls. As of now. Right. Uh, Georgia State and Utah State, with Utah State as a two-and-a-half point favorite. Uh, 7 o'clock Saturday night sees the 68 Ventures Bowl with uh, South Alabama against Eastern Michigan with South Alabama as a 17-point favorite. Uh, Directional school chaos. 7.30 on ABC. The Las Vegas Bowl sees Utah against Northwestern in a mildly interesting matchup. Northwestern, uh, six-and-a-half-point underdog. Uh, 10.30, round out the night. The Hawaii Bowl sees Coastal Carolina against San Jose State, with San Jose State favored by 10. Uh, then we have a couple of days off uh, until Tuesday uh, at 2 o'clock. Uh, Bowling Green State plays Minnesota. Just Bowling Green. They're officially Bowling Green State oh, University. Oh, really? Yes. Wow. Really? Is that new? I didn't know that. Didn't when either. was that announced? B- yeah. Oh, it's BGSU. That's their. That's oh, their, wow. I never paid attention to that. That's what they're known as, BGSU. I've Ask never, your boy Urban Meyer. I've He's coach there. I've never had a sweatshirt that said BGSU. He's occupied right BGSU. now. BGSU. Uh, 
Minnesota, three-and-a-half-point favorite. That game's 2 o'clock on ESPN. The first responder bowl sees Texas State and Rice. Serve pro first responder bowl. Don't leave out the uh, – I'm. Okay. If I do leave out the, because I want to get everybody's, <laughs> I want to get, I do want to get all the bowl games yeah, and sponsors op, because I'm going to talk about that here in a minute. I was going to shout out one bowl in particular, mm-hmm. and then Colin ruined it for me. Uh, so damn it, Colin! Tuna, by the way, I I, didn't I'm ruin the only anything. one that haven't hasn't ruined it yet. You're uh, like the worst person down here. <laughs> Rice is a five and a half point underdog at five thirty on ESPN in the first responder bowl against Texas State. The Guaranteed Rate Bowl sees Kansas and UNLV with UNLV as the prohibitive underdog at 12.5 points at 9 o'clock on ESPN. Then we go to Wednesday at 2 o'clock on ESPN. Virginia Tech plays Tulane with Tulane as a 10-point underdog. And then one of my favorite bowl games. Tulane is a 10-point underdog? Uh, yes. Correct. Yes. Right, without their quarterbacks. ACC uh, schools. One of my favorite bowl games is at 5.30 Wednesday afternoon on ESPN, North Carolina and West Virginia with West Virginia as a six-and-a-half-point favorite in the Duke's Mayo Bowl. Country roads, take me home. And then the big matchup, Wednesday night, 8 o'clock, Big Fox, <laughs> Channel 41 locally. Woo! Your University of Louisville Cardinals against the Trojans of Southern California with Southern Cal, a seven and a half point underdog. And then we'll close out Wednesday night with the Texas Bowl. Texas A&M and Oklahoma State. I'm a man, I'm 15. Tax Act, Texas Bowl. Sees, thank you, sees Texas A&M as a two point favorite. So, that's 16 games. Say all that real fast. Um, <laughs> pick out a couple of those fellas and uh, that kind of pique your interest and uh, that you might be looking at uh, as, you know, maybe spreads that don't make sense or games that you're looking forward to for oh, a particular oh, reason. Ready. Or We're ready. All right, I'm going to start out. The first Please. one that, that just really got my attention here is Friday night, uh, Georgia Tech and Central Florida. In the Union Home Mortgage Gasparilla Bowl. Thank you. Great You're name. very welcome. Is that Spanish? <laughs> All right. As of right now, Central Florida is a five-point favorite in that game. Um, I think Georgia Tech wins this outright. They are very well coached. Haynes King is playing in that game. They've lost a lot of defenses or defensive players that are opting out in this game. And the over-under at 64 – I would almost lean to the over on this, but I think the best play is Georgia Tech money line in this game. Okay, I like that. And that's uh, all right. Move on. I'm to gonna that. go. Well, I wanted to hit on the game tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, I I like Syracuse in that game. Uh, they got a new coach coming in. Seems like uh the camp is is really excited, doing well up there. They are run that they're a big running team run the football team and South Florida is like, I don't know, 200 and something, uh, against the run. Uh, I'm all over Syracuse in that one. See, they're, they're going to have an intern head coach in this game, right? And the thing with intern head coaches, 
there's always a wild card because these guys have crazy shit that they have just drawn up and they're like, you know what? We're going to do this for the hell of it. <laughs> and you never know what's – you've know. seen it last year. You. Like, Dion Branch coached Louisville in the Fenway oh, yeah, Bowl. yeah, yeah. And it was and chaos. It was, and that team great. rallied around him, and we just smacked Cincinnati right. in the mouth. So, That's it's going to be hard for me. Like on pa- Super Bowl MVP. I, I would yeah. jump around him, too. But this guy ain't. <laughs> okay. But his, he may have an electric personality. Though. Okay. So, but that's my whole thing with this is on paper, I think everything points to the Bulls covering this three point spread. But the wild card for Syracuse makes me want to lay off of that. So, I don't think I'm going to bet this game. Okay. Um, okay. So, um, Colin, here I got one. We got NIU Arkansas State, the first game on Saturday. Arkansas State last beat NIU in NIU's last bowl game victory in 2011. Wow. In the com bowl. Interesting. GoDaddy.com. There's a a name from a bygone time. I can tell you I've lost twice this year on Northern Illinois. They have beat me twice. Uh, They're both six and six. I honestly – Tried to find who was playing, who was not. Couldn't really find anybody in particular that was a star player in there that's not going to be playing. But I just find that game to be fascinating. Hopefully, I, No, I hear you. I, I'm hoping NIU can get back in it and finally in their bowl game dread. Now, how uh, Colin and I were talking about this game uh, earlier today before you guys got here with uh, James Madison, who the aforementioned Coach Sig just – left to come to Indiana and took a bunch of their guys with them in the transfer portal. So they are going to be obviously depleted. Playing against an Air Force team who I think is going to be missing their starting quarterback. But I wonder Air, if the Jim Thorpe Award winner will be playing for them. That's, wanna, a, that, that's a good question. I bet he is. I would think they're, so. They're, you're you're going to hang on to that forever, I ain't you? That's my favorite <laughs> award. Not, you you hold still, a grudge like crazy. I do. And <laughs> I was happy for him. Of course. Yeah, oh, tell. yeah, yeah, yeah. We could tell that. I pulled for the, any military. I'm, Unless they're going up against a Bama guy for a meaningless two of them for a meaningless <laughs> award that nobody cares about I know. well jim thorpe cares by god three sport athlete jim thorpe's been dead for yeah, 90 years 90 he maybe more than that <laughs> hell his golf partner was red grange um but air force you know when you do play the service academies they all play a style of offense that you don't see the rest of the season, Air Force runs the the flex. Bone. And don't forget, they were in the top and and defense. Air Force and Air Force is a good. They team. are. They failed flailed off at the end. I don't know what went down with them, but their offense and defense were ranked in the top ten most of the year. And I was winning with them, and then all of a sudden, they kind of. They lost a couple scra- head scratchers. Yeah, yeah, like yep. I don't know what what the deal was with that. It was very strange that they I mean, hell they were ranked like 16th at one time. Well, I just I think them getting points against the James Madison team that, like I said, it probably going to be down half their right, starters. Right, and I'm not saying 
to any James Madison people. I'm sure there's tons of James Madison fans listening to us right now. I'm not discounting uh, the fact that you guys had a fantastic year and were a wonderful football team. But I just, I have a hard time imagining that Air Force isn't going to win the game outright. Well, I have a say, bone to pick here. Say this about real quick. The- Air Force wouldn't exist if it wasn't for James Madison. So, James Madison by 20. (laughs) I'll take that under advisement. (laughs) Well, I have a bone to pick with these James Madison fans. I don't know if they're just getting introduced to the FBS world or what's going on. (laughs) Oh, my God. But their head coach leaves for a great opportunity in the Big Ten, and and half of their team leaves. I don't know if they've just never gone through this before or they're just idiots. Well, but they have to. They haven't gone through this gripe. before, Colin, because this is only their well, third year of being Division One. Well, welcome one. to the goddamn FBS. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I am sick and tired of them complaining about Coach Sig saying he's a loser, trying to find all these bad things about him just so that they can get over I mean, him leaving him, James Madison. Yeah, he got him ranked for the first time in their. How about you thank him for once in a life? Yeah, My I God. hear you, buddy. Get on it, Colin. Hell yeah, I love it. Yeah, enjoy your basketball season because they're actually playing pretty well right yeah, now. Yeah, they've got a good whoever <laughs> their uh, whoever their athletic director is. Uh, he's he's doing probably things. about to get hired by Indiana. He's doing things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't want to uh, skip one, but uh, you know that I have won six times this year with Troy. Guys. I, I love this game, Freddie. Troy State, I have won with – I have not lost with Troy oh. all year. And I'm going to tell you, Duke, what can you say? Their coach is gone. Oh, Whoa. you just got loud. Their coach is gone. They've kind of fallen off big time, to say the least. I don't know if who they have there, who they don't have coming uh, for the game. I'm not even sure if they've hired a coach yet. Is it? Did they hire from within? No. Okay. And it was Summerall's gone. He. Wh- what job did he take? Oh, Elko. Well, Elko's no. At- Summerall at Troy, right? Oh no, I'm talking about Duke. Oh yeah, Mike Elko's Elko, at A and M. Yeah, he's at A and M. But I'm saying Troy State. I I think their coach is still there. Okay, I was thinking Summerall just got a job somewhere. Okay, I well that I mean I, that doesn't make me feel good, but I'm still going with Troy. I yeah, their their favorite or their 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 Duke's new coach is uh that's who I was asking about Manny Diaz. Oh, who, that's yes. right, Manny who Diaz. Tom who, Allen just took his position, and Manny Diaz was defensive coordinator. Yeah, and for, he was an yeah, epic fell at Miami. Right, but but I do think that Duke really fell off hard towards the end. I don't think they're going to be up for this game. And the way Troy State has played all year, I'm going with them. Uh, so I just wanted to uh, throw that in there. You like yeah. them to cover the seven and a half? Yes, I, I think yeah, I, okay. I think I'm going to do an alternate spread bet on this and probably take it up to um, maybe twelve and a half. Really? Yeah, I think wow. this is a this is a big. Big, big Troy difference. Troy has here. really looked good all year long on offense and defense. They they seem to be they, always consistent. Yeah, they are. They score quick, man. Uh, yeah, I feel I like there's it. some uh, there's some money to be made on this one. Yeah, I do think that. How do you guys feel about the uh, the uh, Texas A and M Oklahoma State game? Gosh, man. Uh, I, I I'm gonna take. Uh, 
oh, gosh, man. Gundy's Gundy, but like they've fallen off. They, I, I don't know. I, it's I, hard to say they've fallen off. They, they just played, played so bad well. against Texas. They and they played, and so that was, well. was a terrible matchup for I them. I don't think that they, they played w- so well in the game right before that that mm-hmm. we all watched but together. Guys, they haven't lost that many players. <laughs> I don't think I haven't seen much mm-hmm. movement there. You know that he's still there. Look at Texas A&M. I know they have a good thing going on in their camp right now. The, the scary thing but about Texas A&M. They're all over the place. Is how much talent they have that hasn't really got to see the field yet. Don't forget. I know, but don't forget. Their stud receiver. I know. big D lineman went to Bama, just transferred to Bama. Drink. Drink. You have three years and, of and five stars sitting on that team. hasn't went to anyone. He's in the portal. I just think the way Texas A&M's all over the place, and you know they're losing players, and I don't think their interest is there. I think Oklahoma State wins this one, guys. Uh, I don't, I don't know on this one yet. Yeah, Travis went for the big dog. Right yeah, I know away. it. That's like uh, that. that's a tough match. It's definitely one that I can't wait to watch. I, I got a question. What you're a big Utah? You, I mean, you. I wanted you, to bring you, awareness to this. Okay, yeah. yeah, you follow Tuna follows Utah a lot. He loves their. Now l- let's be real. Utah brings fans. They bring excitement to every bowl game. Hell, they uh, they beat Bama in a bowl game. Drink. And uh, uh, I ripped my jersey off. This is night, just two coaches that have done an amazing job but, this but year. But yes, that's Nor- what this game is. But Northwestern, I don't think a lot of people know about them, but they win with, believe it or not, gulp defense. Don't forget that their coach was. Remember, they got it all. They were the first team to get in trouble this year. They were a disaster. A disaster, and somehow this guy had picked them up. With defense and one in in the Big Ten and and play, you know, I, like I said, the Big Ten I think was weak. But I tell you what, I like and I want. I know Colin wants to say more on this one. Utah is always comes to play bowl games, but I like the under hmm. here. Forty two is the under and Northwestern with their D and the way Utah is defensive minded. Their quarterback ain't walking through that door. This this they, game's simple. Let's, it's we're not going to overthink this game. Uh, they're two outstanding coaches, but let's let's focus on where this game's being played at. Las Vegas, exactly. Okay, so you're going to have all of these smart kids from Northwestern get to Vegas, cut loose, not be able to handle the atmosphere. Okay, <laughs> and then you're going to oh, have the these Mormons from Utah. Down there in Vegas, they're going to be in their hotel rooms by 7 p.m. playing Yahtzee, getting great night's sleep, <laughs> coming out, and then smacking the hell out of the smart kids from Chicago. Okay. I completely so, disagree. All right. I, will, I completely I like, disagree I like here. that, but let's hear it. Let's hear it. I all think right. that with all the turmoil that Pat Fitzgerald had at Northwestern to begin the year with this new coach ending the year going, was it 6-6 six and six or 7-5? Seven 7-5. And five? Seven and five. They rallied around their head oh, they coach. Be there. I think that they are going to go into Las Vegas and absolutely play their heart out for this man. Yeah, I think and so. see, you're using logic. Well, I think I think that you. I mean, we just saw WKU's quarterback ball out whenever he was in the transfer portal. But I really think that this is a different situation with uh, Bryson Barnes for Utah because he's an, also in the transfer portal. I think that his head is not fully in it because of how good of a year he already had. 
I think that Northwestern plus six and a half is possibly the lock of the century here. Wow. David Braun is the name you, of um, Northwestern's coach, by yeah, the way. Thank you. David Braun. And he was hired from within, right? Yes. With, yes. He was he was he was the interim coach. Dude. And then he had such a good year. What do you they think went they ahead and gave him the job. them to do when he came in? I, after all that, I expected Northwestern to be to, horrendous. And this I don't year. think anyone at the school cared. No matter what, we're going to start fresh next year. Let's see what this guy does. And they go to a freaking bowl game in Vegas. I mean, come on. Hell. Yeah, and this is a bit of a letdown. When you think about the season that Utah's had, this is kind of a bit of a right, letdown Right, it has them. been a letdown season for them. But they uh, they do have a good program, and they do come to play in bowl games. Well, Bryson Barnes knows that Cam Rising is coming back next year, so he's no doubt going to transfer from Utah. I just okay. don't think his head is going to be in it very much. Uh, I think his head will be in it because this is where NIL money gets made. Um, if you can come out and you can really That's have one a really game good to point excel, I about. you make a name for yourself and you can cash a check. I just think he's already made a name for himself to a certain extent just because of how good of a year he's came up mm-hmm. replacing Cam Rising. Speaking of NIL, oh, geez. Colin told me something today. that, I, And this is rumor and innuendo. I have no idea if this is actually true, but Colin had heard how much Brendan Soresby, Indiana's quarterback last year, who was, he was, (laughs) you know, he was what he was. He was the starting quarterback of a three and nine football team. Mm -hmm. He transferred to Cincinnati to play for Scott Satterfield. Colin, what was the number you heard that uh, he was paid by Cincinnati to attend their university. Once again, this is all just a rumor, but what I heard was uh, $400,000. All right. I think I'm going to explain some of this here. This is NIL money is the most overinflated numbers that we'll ever hear. Um, And the reason that those get leaked out is because the guys trying to make more money and their agents we'll are, are, are they're right. trying to, to that makes you know, sense too. to say they're bigger than what they actually are and the universities are basically saying like the collectives are saying no this is not true at all like there was rumors that um Leary at Kentucky last year made 1.8 million I remember that reality is he made $286,000 dollars and okay. that seems about right. That's that's fair. Yeah, I think that, that seems that's about good. right. And keep in mind, he was rated in in like a, a, you know, all around as the number three overall quarterback in the transfer portal last year. So if the number three quarterback is getting, you know, less than three hundred thousand, it's hard to believe that like, yeah, some a of these Midland guys. Guy yeah, would get remember that Bryce kind of money. Young was mm-hmm. the first one that had a million dollars, and I don't even think that that was even yeah fully true. and like well, these these collectives. I don't know, man. It it is what it is, well, that, and, and that's not to say that one rich guy just maybe really wanted Swordsby and threw some money at him, you know, off the collective oh, books. Yeah. But yeah, I can I just see that guy yeah. in his fat kid. He goes, "We've got to have that kid." But <laughs> I think that's how Louisville has been ending up with these, like you know, Plummer and uh, Tyler Shuck, is because they have so much money to spend, and they're going to get a value on a quarterback. And spend all their money on linemen and skill positions, and and they're going to try to build a team that way. Where some of these guys, like um, who's the kid that went to USC from Kansas State, uh, Howard, 
Right. You know, all those rumors popped off that he was going to get $10 million, between 5 and $10 million. Uh, I think all in all, he ended up getting like 1.6 to go to USC. So, I, I mean, and, and that's unverified. So, the thing is, like, I don't think any of this money is like public information. So, they can it's make not. it whatever right. you, it wants to be. Well, so, I, that yeah. just brings me to, I mean, I, I know that you guys talked about this a little bit last week, but with Matt Rule's comments about, if you want a good, like, solid quarterback in the Big Ten or SEC like that, that's going to take a million, million five. Do you think that he was just trying to use that as a strategy point for getting the boosters to possibly make more money because of the because mm -hmm. the Ohio State Kyle McCord was possibly going to go to Nebraska last week? Do you think that that was just him trying to get a little marketing scheme off, or was he being real about that? Yeah, I, th I think here's the thing with it: like boosters, your big boosters. They're getting to the point where they're like, all right, we're not going to do this on a consistent basis because we're shoveling money out with zero return for this. Um, where normally they would donate to facilities, they would donate to other stuff, and the schools are starting to lose out on money like that. I think where the schools are really getting their money are your average fans like you and I. When they, they, they pop up those um, – QR codes at games and you scan with your phone and you yeah. can sit there and donate five, five dollars. Right. Yeah. Stuff like that, I think, is where a big chunk of this money's going. And you have like your average fans like us that be a part of this like collective and say, I can I can afford to, you know, donate twenty dollars a week well, or something like that. That exactly explains how whenever Kurt Signetti for the IU head coach was just hired, mm -hmm. their little Hoosiers Connect thing is the NIL thing on Twitter had a t uh, tweet that a booster was going to donate, I think it was $1 for every like and $2 for every retweet on that post for like the next 24 hours. So that would mm -hmm. that would definitely uh, agree with your statement there. And speaking of, of uh, coaches having uh, different thoughts about NIL and you mentioned Matt Rule, uh, how about I'm sure you guys saw what Chip Kelly said uh, in the media this week about his ideas to... Are you familiar with this, Fred? I'm listening. With what Chip Kelly said? No, I wanted to hit yeah. on this. Listen. Yes, so, I am familiar, so, and I wanted to hit on uh, Independently, Colin and Tuna both on our... Well, Colin told me in person, but Tuna texted it that it would be something he was interested in, but Colin and I discussed it in the car today when we were driving back to Louisville. Uh I thought Chip Kelly had some very interesting thoughts about how to improve college football and kind of turn it from the direction that we think it is it's probably going. going now into a viable, something viable for the future. Tuna, if you want to elaborate on that. Yeah, I guess he said um, one solution that he would recommend would be uh, football separating entirely from the other sports and everybody go independent, everybody right? go independent. And it's basically like, so like that way UCLA and USC wouldn't have to travel in softball and basketball and all these other sports, these big 10 schools to play them. They would still have a pack 12 for, for other sports, Olympic sports, not, you know, non-revenue and basketball. Um, and football would be its own entity where like the power five, would all separate every school would be solo you would have 64 teams okay and and there would be no conferences no nothing and 
you would create a playoff. They, that way they could so negotiate. All the history's gone. All the well, all the history's kind of been going. See, this is what I was going to say here: is there's a lot with tradition. I don't think there's a sport more so ingrained and built on traditions than college football. Right, I agree. But I think that that's been going more and more in the trash can with conference realignment lately. Dude, yeah, I mean, who who can I mean, I agree, but they're still going to try to make some of them happen within the conferences. Mm-hmm. And that's what well, I, I think what he was saying was like, and this is just kind of like a building block like that he was suggesting. He wanted to do it geographically, which yeah. is what makes sense. Well, it's interesting. So right. so so keep so the SEC like Bama would the, still play or, Auburn every right, year, and you would right. still play Tennessee every year, but you would also probably have like a several year schedule with um, say well, Texas Tech like and yeah, uh, we play Wisconsin next year. So well, yeah, but you probably wouldn't have that in this. The in geography this thing team. made sense because before, like with the Big Ten, just for example, we're adding UCLA, USC. The leagues it were made geographic. Sense. Exactly. Yeah, it, yeah. But it I makes think those sense teams to go back to the to Big that. Ten because of their affiliation with the Rose Bowl and the tradition. And I, I'm not saying no. that, that I agree with that, but I, don't you think that that's why the Big Ten went after teams that they're used to playing? No, at the those end of the teams, day? those teams, television and markets. money and all those, that. I get it. Those teams, I, I that's Los Angeles force. television markets. Those teams that's got the, in I, I because know that's the driving force. But it does make sense that they have played. You know that there's always a Big Ten team versus a Pac-12 team. Yeah, but for but the big but big dog. What Chip so Kelly is saying, one of USC usually for plays the, for the Rose Bowl. Right, right, what, okay. And so it it wouldn't be called the SEC anymore. Right, but I it, get but it. it would I be it. more. It would make more sense geographically. You wouldn't, you know, for the Big Ten, you wouldn't have probably. Uh, you know, Washington and Oregon. I mean, I understand. And UCLA. I understand what what he's saying, and I just don't think that would ever happen. And if it does, it'll be ten years but from now. It probably won't. I just, it, it, I just I don't like how sense. all it of these other sports sense. have to suffer because of football. Yeah, you know, I agree. Well, it, it does. I, I, mean, I, I hate it. But at the same time, football's also what pays for their facilities right. that they that get to use. Mo- that's where the money comes from. It is, but man, you got to think like if you're playing on that softball team and the travel that it you sucks. have to go through, it's right. it's just it's, it's so I mean, interesting. That reminds me, and I want everyone to watch this, and you all may have seen it, but the, I watched. It's called the the eight, uh, 1990 ACC. What happened in 1990 in the ACC? It's a documentary on the ACC Network. Go ACC, by the way. I'm surprised you even watched the ACC Oh, dude, well, I skipped around and said the chain, and it was so interesting. I want everyone to Everyone should watch this based on what happened to Florida State and everything. It's so interesting. They go into the two seasons that, that not to get, get off kilter here. Yeah, we need but, to go back but, to this. But Virginia yeah. and... Georgia Tech, we all know Georgia Tech shared a championship with uh, Colorado that year. Mm-hmm. And, uh, or no, was it Washington? Uh, I think. In 90, it was Colorado, Colorado. Right? And, yeah, because Colorado had five downs. They dropped, remember they added a down to them and they dropped, they caught, had that great catch versus Michigan. Um but it is so crazy where they go through the real the realignment of the ACC and how 
like those it really got into they interviewed all the 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 presidents and all the people involved with the ACC at the time and it's really interesting how they got the ACC built up to being a football conference and, and, and a respectable football conference because we all know in the 90s it was all basketball. So I want everyone to just, I know we're talking about this, but it's so interesting that that intertwines because they weren't even going to have, they didn't even think they were going to do football, which I never knew that. They were going to, some of them teams were going to leave way back when in the 90s. And they act like Georgia Tech and Virginia being ranked number one and number two saved that conference from foot to, from staying into football, period, and not the teams just dispersing everywhere. And I do want uh, for our fact-checking listeners to, uh, I think, Fred, you, uh, you mixed a couple things together there. Colorado beat Michigan on the Hail Mary. Right, right. Uh, Hail Mary Stewart, catch. wasn't it? Colorado was beaten With by the five, fifth down by the fifth by, down. by Nebraska. Nebraska did the five down, and that okay. those were in two different seasons. No, they were. Uh, yeah. yeah. Cordero Stewart was that was like okay. ninety two or ninety three or something like that, wasn't it? Okay, because this is about that whole situation, uh, uh, that whole. Uh, 1990 year. Well, it's an ACC documentary. Chances are they but, can't even do well, that. Well, right. no, I'm. Uh, but anyways, it's very. It, it, it was uh, interesting how the tries. I get it, but do you think you're gonna get people down south to say the SEC is gone? Uh, I don't think that would. Uh, I think that's gonna take a lot of. I think they throw was, a little fit, but then at the end of the day, and I think even the Big Ten would be hard pressed to say that we're. I mean, people said the same them. thing about the Southwest Conference when that ended. Yeah, and Could dude, you, I mean, to me, come on, tuna. No, I mean seriously, the Southwest was a big deal. The Big Eight, all of that. That was those were big conferences, and you tell people in Texas that those conferences were going to go away. Well, the Big they'd say the you were 12. crazy. To me, the Big Eight isn't gone. It's the Big Twelve. <laughs> to it, me, it was a mixture. Yeah. The Big Ten, uh, to me, doesn't exist anymore. It's not the Big Ten. It's not. It's not. It's the Big Sixteen. It, and, but but I don't care if they could put a thousand teams in there. It's not the Big Ten. Mm-mm. And so part of me thinks, boy, I, it really stinks that you know if if that were to happen that Indiana. Never won the Big Ten in my lifetime, or whatever. But the other part of me thinks it's not like it would have been winning the Big Ten ten years ago or fifteen years ago. I'm I'm one of those guys that when Penn State came to the Big Ten, I was like, this doesn't seem right. Yeah, why was there eleven teams <laughs> in the Big Ten? Uh, yeah, and for sure when they start bringing, so I don't really care, and I think. And Most when you think of SEC football, do you, I mean, do you think about Missouri and Texas A and M? I mean, it's just they're they're making a mockery out of all of it. And I don't see if you're going to make a big change. A big change is, you know, just getting rid of that and going out on your own. But, but I do think Fred has a great point in the fact that of all the leagues, mm-hmm. and I think we know this to be true, there would be the most and the most vocal and virulent uh pushback 
to saying the SEC doesn't exist anymore. That's the by only the people conference down that would south. give any pushback, or yep. the only region that would give any pushback. But I think that. if this happened, once they actually saw it in person and on TV, I they agree, would Colin. they would back off. I think, and it, and it would they give might. them they it might. would give the Southeast even more of a chance to toot their horn and be like. Real football's played in the South. Well, here and like right, you could claim Clemson. I think we're gonna have to do this twelve-team playoff because that's gonna be the weirdest thing ever, anyway. And I think once that starts going, and you start having this tournament style where March Madness feel, mm. it, a lot of that stuff is gonna get lost in the shuffle, and people are gonna start thinking a whole different way. And I think after you've done that for about three or four times and then you're trying, I mean, let's be real. Greg Sankey is ahead of the game. And you may think that the SEC fans are on that, but he might be thinking another way too. <laughs> you know, he might be thinking like Chip Kelly. Well, right. uh, Nothing will get done without Greg Sankey's seal of approval. Right. So, I mean, I, I get it. But and man, a but, big Big old fat check will uh, that, take care of that. But that tournament, once this tournament gets rolling, things are going to be a change, and I think well, man, there, it's going to be wild. There was two things that I got from that Chip Kelly answer, and that one, this would never happen just because he brought the idea that the only way that this could really happen is to get rid of the NIL, and how you give, how you would get rid of the NIL is basically making like an NFL PA mm-hmm. guy that would bring in there and then be the basically commissioner of the whole college football kirk herb street <laughs> maybe maybe tony but then Titty. but then his whole idea of separating football i think it's just a it would be a great thing just because almost every single game for football is played on saturday besides the bowl besides all of that you're gonna have people next year that say iu is gonna go play usc at 11 o'clock on a random Tuesday night, they're going to play that game. It's going to end at 1, 1.30. They're not even going to get on the plane until 2, 2.15. They're not going to get back to Indiana until 4 or 5 o'clock in the right, morning, depending right, on what happens right. during that game. If you separate football like that, it's just the moneymaker and throughout the week with the student athletes like that, I think it just makes a total sense. No, that sense. does. That does because a lot of these other uh, sports are during the week. And they're not uh, on. They're not every Saturday. You could basically what he was saying is like, if if they all got together, the bargaining chip they could have for television rights would be even larger than what it is now, um, and then you could pay these players off of a percentage of the television contract, an equal and, share. Right. So like USC that, would really pay the same amount of money as Vanderbilt would pay the, right. the, the that's money. Really and so where all the kids would get a distribution a from that. level playing field. Yes. Do you know what are you the, saying about Vanderbilt? No, I'm saying that you guys don't. Uh, <laughs> Do you know the uh, you still have a crane on your field. Dude, I don't already, know. <laughs> he already ripped the Mormons uh, and, and the smart kids, and now he's back Do, on it. Do you know the amount of transfers that would – like we had – what last year was like a thousand something. Whenever this whole NIL thing entered, I don't know what the number is this year. Do you know the amount of people that would not enter the transfer portal if it was all equal pay like that? Because and, and right. Kelly brought that up also by saying you incentivize like bowl play. Like you could say you play in this game, you get a fifteen thousand dollar check. It for would playing be just like it. a or, coach's right, contract, right? Yeah. Um. But don't forget, there's also ways to put guidelines on the NIL, which hasn't been done yet, and guidelines on the transfer portal, which which hasn't been done yet. And 
once you put them on there, that could also change everything. Because that's the thing that's crazy about all this. They Isn't there it, guidelines they, on they transfer portal on, now, though? Not really. Like, you can not transfer really. once unless there's a coach, and then you also have the a coaching change, or you have the grad transfer. Yeah, I, right? think, I think it's that. Or if you choose to transfer, you have to – if you do end up transferring to another school, you have to have approval by the NCAA to immediately play. Otherwise, yeah, I think they, it's where you, you have do to have sit out. Right. Right. I, I think they're so talking it's about not putting like, more guidelines in, just yeah. a few more. But, it, but uh, it's going to take the A NCAA. grad transfer makes total sense to me. Even if you've already transferred once, you've graduated, you've completed your degree, you get to transfer, play one more year as a grad transfer. That that makes total sense to me. Yep, I agree. Um, and then if a coach was to leave, you should have the right to transfer there. I get it. So It's the guys that transfer to three different places. And that's what we're talking about. I think that you would have to sit out. You As of now, the way it is, you have to sit out a year. The way it is, so well, the Babcock game. didn't sit out. A, or no, wait a minute. He didn't I don't know leave. who Babcock is. No, well, no, I'm talking about the dude for North Carolina. that has been there for seven years. Armando Baycott. He yeah, didn't transfer. I know he didn't yeah. transfer, but how the hell is he still there? I think he got four COVID years. <laughs> I mean, I really would. Like I'll be to honest with the COVID year. Just there. like anybody could tell me, Bo he has ele- eligibility just because of a COVID year, I, and I'll believe it because I, I don't Bo, understand Bo how that Hicks shit transferred, works. But he didn't. You're right, and well, that is another strange the, thing. The problem with NIL um, policies and conditions that they would enter in is we know how long it takes the NCAA to, to rule on anything. They still haven't ruled on that Harbaugh burger from the beginning of the year, right? By the time they would get to each subject on making terms and conditions for the NIL, it's going to be five years from now. The NIL, the NIL portal and whole world of it is going to be completely flipped and changed by then, I think. And what so scares me more than anything is that the government's going to get involved in it. The more it's crazy. Yeah, and, and, and the last thing they, they want is going to get totally out of whack. Yeah, I mean, the government's proved to be nothing but successful with everything they've done. So, I mean, what makes you think they wouldn't <laughs> Don't forget, once 12 bring teams, college football once to another 12 level? Once 12 teams get in this playoff, the portal will be different as well. It, There's it, going to be 12 teams. Uh, there's only four now. The uh, uh, you know what I'm saying. The other eight, mm-hmm. those those people ain't leaving. I think they ain't be, leaving. I think they're be in the game. They're in the tournament. It'll be pretty interesting, so, I think, to see how many conversations we have about once we have one full year of the 12 team college football playoff. Right. What we can possibly adjust and make. Oh, it'll be crazy. I I, I can't wait. Really. I mean, and I'm a old school person. Uh, Travis is a totally old school person, but he always surprises me with his thinking uh, ahead in different ways, like he was saying earlier, even though we are old school guys. I think we all are, but I'm, I'm, I'm kind of one of them guys that set my ways yes. more with the pageantry and the I'm old school as it relates to uniforms and right. traditions. I get it. I get it. I get game it. day and traditions. That's a good thing, you know. But I'm much more progressive. Right, right. As it relates to the changing landscape of college sports. Just because, Fred, and this isn't a shot at you at all, because, dude, I one of the things I admire about the way you look at sports is because you are old school and you that's the way you are. But I happen to think I that. I agree with that. At some point, you just say, "Well, it's going to happen," and I you agree. and you just kind of have to go. It's going to happen, yeah. no matter how much. Let's I don't just stop like and it, look and go back twenty years ago. 
Or no, let's go 30 years ago. If college football never changed. Right. I know. You know I what know. I'm saying? It, so all yeah. these changes that everybody fought right. about, ultimately it's better now it than it ever better. was. Right. They got rid of the sports writers. And, mm-hmm. the, da, da, da. and like, I, like we're all saying, the 12-team tournament after one or maybe two years, it's going to be crazy what, what changes. And, and I can't wait to see it. And uh, I'm glad we, we – got around to that topic because I felt like we're the sports reporters right there. I know it was, the, that was a very good uh, segment. Was that Bill Conlon? And, uh, well, we so, don't yeah, I, 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 I would not mention no, his not name, him, but, uh, but, uh, who are the, Mike <laughs> I would not and Dick Schaap and Mitch album, Mitch album. <laughs> uh, who's yeah. the guy from Boston? Uh, Bob Ryan. Bob Ryan. Yep. Yep. <laughs> those, all those guys are yeah. good, are good to mention. Right, right. Forget about the guy from the Philadelphia yeah, Inquirer that exactly. Fred initially talked about. I don't know about. why I said his name. <laughs> I could have said Jay well, Adonde. Well, <laughs> edit it out. It's funny because when I think of the classic sports reporters, I do always think about him. Right, but remember the real old ones that had, like, cigars how going about, and they had their, hat, how about, their uh, how about, fedoras on How about Frank? How about, we've talked about him before, how about Frank DeFord? Frank DeFord. Which, real sports, we got to talk about that. I'm going to talk about it. At, your, the ver- at the very at the very end of the okay, night. Okay. Um, do we have one, a couple more? Like, Tuna, you got to talk about, give us your U of L pick. Well, th- that was going to be the last thing that we talk about before we go to our picks. I wanted to get how you're feeling about the Holiday Bowl, and anybody else that that has thoughts, please uh, please chime in. But I know Tuna has probably been looking at this game much more closely than any of us have. I'm looking forward to the game. Uh, what say you? I, I tell you, if you want to see a bunch of offense, um, I would watch this game. Uh, I think uh, we've got some guys on defense that are that are out. Um, James Thrash. Well, yeah, our offense definitely, but I'm not worried and about Jordan. that. I feel like um, we could put the four of us on that field and we could score on USC's defense probably at least three times. I agree. So we're going to see Brom pull out all the tricks – there's probably going to be a ton of trick plays in this. It's going to be a old school Jeff Plumber Brom. Is playing, right? Plumber's playing. Okay. Uh, it's going to be an old school Jeff Brom. Just get lo- loose and get punter, wild with is your it. Punter playing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this guy. Rock travel stick. This guy is the yeah. worst punter yeah. I've ever seen. Uh, <laughs> what about USC? Is Obviously, Caleb Williams. Nah, they, they're missing a lot. Is man. out, yeah. and they're there's a reason we're out. a seven and a half point favorite, right? In, uh, yeah, and you're not saying the talent at USC no. is going to come to the forefront no. like you said A and M would would have in yeah. that game. You know, you're saying A and M has talent that could maybe win that bowl game they're in but you're not has there been that, any point in this USC season that you talent. thought that usc showed any flashes of talent let me ask you a question Do like you, honestly no okay no. i thought after you, the after the the colorado game where they each scored 70 points uh that was the last that we seen a usc I thought that they were they were downhill ever since then. Do you think that their coach could be looking towards the NFL? I think uh, they're looking toward getting rid of him as a head coach. Like, he brought in – who was the defense coordinator he just brought in from um, North Dakota State, their head coach. He, had, he, took, he left the job as North Dakota State's head coach 
and is now the defensive coordinator okay. out there for them. So he knows that the pressure's on. I think he's actually on the hot seat right now. Wow. Um, That's hard to believe. I don't think he would have been if he actually had brought in Tom Allen. Because, oh, what are you talking about, like two years ago or what? No, no, like right now. Like, I just because, think. Well, no, I mean, he had to make a change at defensive coordinator, and this was the change that he made. Uh, I think, like, he could have brought in, um, you know, Buddy Ryan to be defensive coordinator. He's not and, alive. Well, no, I'm kidding. in his Keep prime. Going. But what I'm saying <laughs> is, like, the seat was going to be hot unless right. they're able to, to compete. Because they're going to the Big Ten now. Like, you're not playing back 12 so football. they lost their defensive coordinator? They fired USC, him mid-season. Fired him, but who came in for him? The, 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 North, head, the head coach from coach North Dakota North State. North Dakota State, okay. Yes. Um, he, he left a head coaching job at North Dakota State okay. to be the defensive coordinator out there. And I wouldn't be surprised if he shows out, he replaces Lincoln Riley one day. In a year as or two. As bad as they are on defense? He just got there. He hasn't even coached okay. a game yet. Oh, okay. I thought. No. He, no. Okay. This is a brand new move that was okay. just made. Okay. What I'm saying is going into next season, I feel like Lincoln Riley's seat is hot. Right. Okay. Right. And if he underperforms in the Big Ten his first year there, which is a legit possibility. Somebody said he was on the Patriots list. He may be. Well, I mean, Cliff Kingsbury got an NFL job after he got fired from Texas Tech. So, obviously, the NFL is just psycho. They just want some right. weird offense, and right. that's it. Right. But say that somehow USC comes out against Louisville and wins by double did ten plus. Mm-hmm. Do you think that Lincoln Riley's seat is still hot going into next season? Yeah, if he goes into the uh, Big Ten next year and goes six and six, I bet he's canned. Let's be real. USC is going to come in this game. Those that are playing, and they're going to think they're going to rock y'all's world because they're USC. You know they are. Um, I don't know if they but really I think would even U of L wants this game bad. I think they're going to travel well, even though it's way the hell out in San Diego. Uh, do you, or do you, I don't do, know do you one person going to that won't? game. So you don't, I don't think know, they will. I don't know anybody. That is a hard game to I don't to know get to. anybody going to that game. God, that's a hard time and a hard game on a uh, – but who the hell don't want to go to San Diego? That's what I was going to say. And the only it thing is expensive as hell out there. Though. The only thing that I will say about uh, this holiday bowl is uh, Louisville has a chance to become the second program that was coached by Lee Corso to win a holiday bowl. Nice. Indiana being the other one. Drink. <laughs> Freddie, don't you think that as Tuna's point was earlier after that Colorado game, their whole team has basically gone down and they haven't looked the same? Don't you think that the players might just not really care at all during this yeah, bowl game? I do. They don't care. I do, but I, that's why I you wish think Thrash and Jordan were there. Isaac Garendo's playing. Gr- uh, right, he's you know, playing. I mean, he's okay. a stud. He that is, kid's really good. He is. Uh, uh and we got Plummer out there just going to be dropping Jake. dimes left and right. Well, there's going to be drops. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I agree with that, but I don't it's know. It's a really, it's a game that I just, I mean, I, I'm not even going to go near that game. Mm. I have no idea what's going to happen in that game. I really don't. Well, I'm very much looking forward to it, and uh, I'm sure most of our listeners uh, are as well. Um, 
we are getting towards the end of the program tonight. I, we need to get to our picks. Unfortunately, uh, Jody was unable to get us his picks uh, tonight for the coming week. But uh, he, one of he's uh, still looking at his lineup that failed him. Oh, and oh, yeah, honestly, don't, don't. that's what I wanted to talk about. I even have it written on my on my notes over here. Before we go to our picks, I did want to talk about the Blockout Sports Pod fantasy football playoffs that are now in full swing. Uh, as you will know, a friend of the show, Lil J, and myself were the number one and number two seeds, respectively. Uh, Tuna, unfortunately, uh, brought up the... Uh, proverbial rear as it were you don't have to say unfortunately i'm getting a ring look, you guys just, aren't just so. lo- hey colin just look above hey. him there's the tuna helper you, it's you, still there you speak for yourself who's not getting a ring big boy <laughs> uh Freddy was mid-pack we Mine's pink here's lost ain't. three games we, by one two points or less we as a collective of the blockout uh believe that jody's real reason for not coming tonight was he didn't want to face the music from Colin. Yeah, who he called in sick. How many times did you beat him this year, Colin? Oh, that'd be three times. Oh, three times. my Lord. Three times, including round one of the playoffs. Hey, move that tuna helper in Jody's seat when we leave. Here. <laughs> um, <laughs> so the, uh, the playoffs continue. Uh, this week, uh, I am facing... Josh, uh, Colin is LSU. Josh from Baton Rouge, who we mentioned last week, is uh, an expecting father now. Again, congratulations. Uh, Colin is playing Lil J. Yeah, and we will uh, update uh, the standings in the consolation little bracket. Here we got oh, Freddie yeah. and Tuna. You guys have to both set your lineups. Uh, Oh, for this let's week, do it. okay. You guys are playing each other in the consolation bracket. Oh, I like because I did beat <laughs> Martin. Like, yeah. So we're in the consolation, right? I've already beaten you once, and you know what? I think you beat me once. I don't well, know. This could yeah. be the this could be the rubber match. He's still thinking about pink rings. I love pink rings. <laughs> He's gonna wear a necklace <laughs> and put the ring around it, kind of like your high school girlfriend boyfriend thing. All right, <laughs> let's go. Uh, let's make our picks for the upcoming week. Tune on what you got. All right, like we mentioned earlier, Troy, seven and a half, easy money, taking uh, the Troy Trojans. Uh, and then I'm going to keep riding hot in the NFL and jump over and take um, the Los Angeles Rams to cover the four points at home uh, tomorrow night, Thursday night game uh, against the Saints. And then I'm going to go down to the Houston Texans to cover the two and a half and even win outright against the Cleveland Browns in Houston this weekend. Oh, I like it. Yeah. Fred. Well, it wouldn't be fitting if I didn't take the uh, an under. And I am taking that under 42 in the Utah Northwestern game, uh, which is 42. Uh, I am all over. Uh, I hate to take the same damn one that Tuna took. No, take Troy. Just broadly, I'm all over Troy and have been uh, the seven points. 
And I am... Uh, no. We, we're not going into December 28th, right? No. Of those games. We're stopping no. on the 27th. Okay, on the 27th. I am going with uh, a coach that I love, G.J. Kenny. He is the coach of Texas State. He will be coaching a large Power 5 school very soon, and I'm taking him minus five and a half over Rice. Awesome. Colin, what you got? As much as I might want NIU to break their bowl game streak of not winning anything since 2011, I think personally Arkansas State is going to run right over them. Minus three. Okay. The game that I had the lock of the century as was Northwestern plus six and a half. I'm taking that, of course. Nice. And then the last one was I was looking at it, didn't really like in particular anything else other than Utah State minus two and a half. I have a gut feeling that should probably be minus three. And so I'm going to take the two and a half and uh, hope for them to win by a field goal. Excellent. You're, ta- I- you're, you're taking Georgia State. Utah State. Oh, you're taking Utah State. Good team, yes. Uh, I am taking, uh, as I talked about earlier, I'm taking Air Force, getting there a point against James Madison. Getting military. I am taking Minnesota to cover the three and a half Roll against the boat. Bowling Green State University. And I am taking a Georgia Tech plus five and a half. Bobby Ross will be happy. Against UCF. Um, Quickly, I will swing it around the room for final thoughts. Tuna. Final thoughts. Um, We're not going to go too much into it, but whenever you're listening to this, Louisville versus Kentucky basketball game is taking place tonight. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Tonight being the day that you listen to this. You'll get to it, Fred. Okay. There's no need to like go too far yeah, into it. We um, don't need to get real in-depth, but I do want you to talk about it, and I have well, a couple of questions okay. for you. Okay. So, I don't know why, but part of me has allowed myself to get somewhat confident about this game. Um, what? I will say that this is one game that I do not have to worry about Kenny Payne getting out coached in. Um <laughs> This is, uh, hey, you know this me, is awesome. I'm not no, 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 it's true. Fred, Fred, let yeah. him go for yeah. a minute. Let's so, just let go. we're just gonna roll the ball out and let these guys dribble and, um, play loose. I kind of look, <laughs> Louisville matched up pretty good with Texas, they matched up pretty good with IU, which is one of the biggest name teams that we've played so far. So I guess these guys show up a little bit when they're playing some talent. Um, I don't know. I just want to say the last thing – we have no pressure on us. I don't think these players have pressure on us. Kenny knows he's getting fired, okay? The funniest thing that we can all sit back and wait on is Louisville beating Kentucky and how <laughs> this state would react to something like that. Oh, we would have to do an emergency podcast, I think. <laughs> I'll be over here at 8, 8.08 p.m. 
immediately following the game. Ready, I would send an ambulance to, to the uh, to the bridge <laughs> and have them look for UK Day. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm just saying, uh, if there was awesome. every year that you do not want to lose to Louisville, it is this year. And Fred, on that note, uh, I know as a diehard UK fan, and of course, I you know. I, didn't you grow up when you were very young? Yeah, I did. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. I UK, wanted. We and, didn't. I didn't follow my. We didn't. Did follow you just ask UK, him if he grew UK up basketball when he was very, young? very much? That's why when I got older, I mean, when you go to T Town, you're gonna fall in love with it. When so yes, when I was the, younger, the '83 game would have been the first time that they played each other, right? In your lifetime, the dream game. I want to ask you, and Tuna, I'm gonna have you answer after he does. Your favorite UK U of L basketball game ever played against each other? Oh my lord, that that would have to be Rex <laughs> when Rex came into Freedom Hall and put on the uh, a, a freaking show. Uh, it was unbelievable. He came in. He was dunking. What he was. We're talking in. about I'm what? What year? Like eighty? Oh, it was like eighty nine, wasn't it? Yeah, I was gonna Ike's say it would have to be eighty eight or eighty nine, right? Yeah, uh, eighty eight is what I'm thinking. Not eighty seven. Eighty eight. Uh, they came in to Freedom Hall, and Rex just went wild. Uh. And it was, uh, I, you know, Kenny was, Payne was. I was his host. at the game. Yeah, and part of I it was because I, I was, I was at the game. And there's been so many, gosh. Uh, but I can remember the dream game. You know, my father and I, his, uh, his dad and brothers were U of L fans. We went over there uh, to watch the game with them, and we left by halftime. He goes, "Come on, we're getting out of here." <laughs> And we got the hell out of there and had to watch the overtime. And then it ended up going to overtime. And we got home. You know, Louisville win. uh, I do think uh, in this game, uh, I I found it funny that Kenny Payne said, I don't want the players to be worried about making any mistakes in this game. They've only made 200,000 mistakes in every other game. Does he think but that I they've find... ever been worried about making mistakes? <laughs> right. <laughs> and I think, they, I think when he said that, they looked at each other. <laughs> but I, I, I think when he, and you know, he's telling them to play loose and da-da-da. I think it's a good move by him to reiterate with them that he's not worried about all that he's and to just go play mastermind. schoolyard ball. And when you get players that – that uh, are just going to go out there and play schoolyard ball. It could go really bad or really good. But when you think about the matchups, it's just that that's what separates everything. UK's got two, I mean, a seven footer coming in. They've got another. I mean, they're just outmatched. The players on the bench, I think U of L plays tough in the first half, and they're probably down about six or seven, maybe eight. And I think in the end that they get uh, that they're just going to get worn down. I mean, UK's got two of the best players in the country coming in on the off the off the bench. We're last place uh, in all of college basketball in defending the three pointer. That's uh, Shepard Dillingham. So you guys are probably going to be shooting at will on us, and it is what it is. We just hope you have a bad shooting night. 
and um but it is going to be one of Louisville those will muck it up a little bit on defense i'm not impressed overall with kentucky's defense um so i think there's going to be a little bit of back and forth there. We know that Cal's not going to surprise us with a zone and, and trick Kenny Payne. Um, so he doesn't have to worry about seeing that. He's, um, uh, I think you also need to say that you know that he's not going to run the score up on him if something gets out of control. Who? Cal. He did last year. Cal would absolutely beat the snot out of Kenny Payne. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. He had the starters in with four minutes to go last year, up 20. Yeah. Okay. You so, think he'll do it, yeah. do it he'll, again? Yeah, he'll do it. Yeah. He will stick that knife in and kick him and roll him down he the wants street. He to beat him by and 50. And then big old kiss. Yeah. Yeah. Once the game's over, they'll hug and make up and everything will be fine. Uh, it is going to be one, of the, one for the ages. Not no, one for the not. ages. No, it's going to be something that no one has ever seen. <laughs> Let's be real. Here's the deal. For those that don't know uh, anything about the dream game, this is there's gonna be seventeen thousand UK and there's always UK fans at this game, and it's rowdy, believe me. But U of L fans, I respect the hell out of them. They got pride, they've got knowledge. They are being uh, treated to a horrible season and last year, too. I'm just saying that I'd respect the hell out of UofL basketball fans. I love going to games. Uh, they are the, some of the most knowledgeable basketball fans you're going to have. But there are not going to be many of them there. And this is unprecedented that there will be 17,000 fans in there wearing blue and that's never been seen at this arena or at Freedom Hall, that's for sure. Anywhere in this in this game. And, <laughs> and it's just going to be weird. And put it that way, it's just one of them games that no one, no one really, uh, I don't know. I'm looking forward to it just because, you know, I, I, I hope we have a little game. A little game and just get rowdy. Well, it should be a lot of fun. That game is tomorrow night at six o'clock a weird tip time but tomorrow night at six o'clock colin you have anything here to add at the very end well i thought it was pretty funny that Wolverine said it's gonna be a red out it's not gonna be a red out it's gonna be a blue out um nonetheless uh the only thing that i really have is i got caught up in the tommy devito italian sensation for the oh, giants yeah baby we once again screwed ourselves we're not gonna go to the playoffs we're not gonna get a high draft pick it's I don't know what we're going to do in the offseason, but we always find a way to screw ourselves. That's just the nature of being a Giants fan. And, uh, I'm sure you guys uh, will just give Daniel Jones another big contract. Oh, yeah. I left him from the start. God. <laughs> well. <laughs> um, and uh, real quick, I want to give a shout-out to uh, the other big game that's going on in the city of Louisville tomorrow night, which is your collegiate Titans against our arch rivals, Kentucky Country Day. Oh, uh, we tip off. Fest. We tip off at six thirty. Uh, uh, I'm really and that that is the team that I coach, and I'm uh, which is collegiate. And uh, we're looking forward to a to a really good game. I want to shout out to the kids uh, uh, for having a really good season so far, and I hope that we can go into uh, the Christmas break on a uh, positive note. So I just wanted to get that out there. Uh, I definitely want to thank Colin for coming in for his second time on mic. Uh, I want to thank each and every one of you guys for listening. 
Uh, look forward to next week's show where we will be breaking down the uh, upcoming college football playoff Final Four. So for Colin, the big fellow, the tuna country, Matt Kempf, and the fabulous one, Freddie Benders, this is Travis Carter saying so long, everybody.